Guys, welcome to a special Tiger Woods wins the 2019 Masters edition of Swing Space Radio. I have my co-host, William Leaf, live on the horn. What's going on, guys? We're going to go over just what a day. What a day it was. We're going to talk all Tiger 100% of the time. If you look at how long this podcast ends up being, fear not. The entire time <laughs> is going to be spent talking about our man. The big cat. The big cat. Tiger Woods. So <sighs> I was sitting there watching. My parents came over uh, to watch a tournament, to watch Sunday. And first of all, Hulu TV, we are never sponsoring Hulu on this podcast because <laughs> I don't know what it was with a change in time or whatever, but I'm sitting there, I wake up and I'm just like, oh, this is actually awesome. I saw Sean Ryan, shout out Sean Ryan, tweeted uh, shout I think afterwards, shout out to Sean. I saw that he tweeted afterwards that uh, he was saying, oh, the Masters should always start this early. It's nice having it wrap up around 1.30. Count me in on that. Really? Like, like oh, why? Absolutely. I don't have I don't have any desire to sit there until noon and then you know know that half of the groups are already through and then just watch the final round. No, 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 no. Let me have golf at eight a.m. Get me out of there at one. It's Sunday afternoon. Leave me some of my weekend to go do what I have to do. I loved it. I loved it. It was great. I think, I mean, I, I liked it too, but I don't, I just love the evening finish with Augusta. I don't know. I just do. It's what it always has been. Yeah. Unimportant. Yeah. It's not starting at 8 a.m. So, <laughs> yeah. Wishful thinking. So, this has got to me to thinking again, like, who isn't thinking about Tiger yesterday? But, like, my first real memories of watching PGA Tour golf was Tiger at the 97 Masters. And so I'm like... and I was like three years old. Yeah, and I was, so I was nine. Like, to be completely honest, like, I don't know... I don't even know how, at that point, I would have known a whole lot about the guy. You know what I mean? But I remember... Yeah, I remember sitting, and if whoever is here listening to this podcast is familiar with Winona, Minnesota, I remember sitting in the car with my dad at the left-hand turn arrow onto Mankato Avenue coming uh, down Highway 61, right kind of kitty corner to that Perkins in that hotel over there. And I remember <laughs> asking my dad, and I think we, you know, we left like after the first nine of the opening round where he goes out in 40. And and being like so disappointed and being like, oh, do you think he's still going to do it? Like hopeful, you know what I mean? And my dad just being like, I don't know. That's a tough start to come back from. You know, it's fucking Thursday at Augusta. Like you can go out. Yeah. There. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Generally That's, the winner so does. Funny. That's so funny that you remembered exactly where you were. <laughs> yeah. But like, again, now I'm just thinking of just now follow this man's career it like it tracks my it tracks my love of golf like again you know i i think you know sean ryan being brought up for the second time on this podcast but like you know around that time that's when he and i used to go out and play westfield golf course i was going to call it golf club but it most definitely is not and (laughs) (laughs) wedgefield we would go play Westfield and like we would pretend that it was Tiger versus David Duvall. And I was Tiger, most definitely. And you can ask John Ryan <laughs> about the record between he and I when we were nine, ten, and eleven. And okay, why isn't he on here to talk about this? I want I need confirmation. I, I mean it's just, yeah, exactly. The podcast should probably be between me and Sean Ryan, not you. Correct. Uh but anyway, so I'm like so he tracks, like, I guess my, you know, playing of junior golf, right? Because, like, who at that point wasn't just in love with the guy, right? I mean, he's young. What he means to the game of 
golf as far as the transformation that he took it through at that time and to identify with him as being younger, right? Like, yeah, coming into a game where even like, because again, like, I, I feel like junior golf, like you even go out there and it's like you're you're playing around and with older people. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. It just it weirdly emotionally followed that you know you just love Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, he was young. He was different for so many ways. He was. It wasn't just another good golfer. It was actually a form of the game we haven't seen before. Right. You know, and obviously me, I didn't get to watch that. But um, you know, now looking back and watching it, that's really what the thing was. It was like no one's actually seen this type of golf game go around Augusta National before. Well, and you just look at the style, right? Like even if you look at Young Tiger, like obviously the clothing and stuff like that wasn't extremely stylish. But, you know, you look at and compare him to Tom Kite. Like <laughs> Exactly. Go look at 1994 Tom Kite. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy's a professional athlete. Like, nah. No. <laughs> nah. And he's one of the, you know, he's, he's a great golfer. Like he's one of the greater yeah names in the history of the game right but like no sorry not really (laughs) so you know just kind of so you know kind of following off of that and growing up with that guy you know what i mean and then obviously we were talking i had texted you it's like it is nuts to talk about tiger woods winning the masters the last time that he had done it 2005 it's right before i was going to graduate high school yeah, right. that's remarkable to me. When you said that, that's actually the moment that made me realize, wow, like this was a long time ago. Because the thing with Tiger is he's so iconic that even when he's not playing, even when he's going through his injuries, you hear about him so much, he's still such a uh, focus point that it's almost like he never left. You know what I'm kind of saying? But but from a to see him actually win a golf tournament, though, that's when you realize, like, wow, this has been a long time. Like. He didn't just yeah. disappear for years, but like the success disappeared, but there was still that your eyes were drawn to him even now or for a while it was the injuries. Like when's he going to get hurt? But we were still watching. So it's like, it's just a completely different form of tiger that we haven't seen in so long, you know, that it's like, wow, he for can sure. actually still do this. Like you didn't even realize he was doing it almost until it was literally the 18th hole. Like, yeah, it just is so, it's, interesting. it's just so interesting, right? Like, Again, intuitively, you know it's been a long time, but then when you think about, you think about how he has been a part of your life, or at least I look at it personally, he's yes. been a part of my life. I mean, he's always been in your life, right? I mean, like, 90, like you said, mm-hmm. 1997, you were three years old, right? So it's like yeah. he's literally always been there in your life. Like, he's always been there. Where it's like, yeah, I look he, at it, like, he obviously hasn't always been there, but like, it seems like when I think of like my golfing life as a, you know, that I remember, like he's been there. Right. And, and again, like you go forward. So, okay. So he goes and he wins the masters in in 05. And that was when I was about to graduate high school. And that seems like so long ago. And it was right. And then he mm-hmm. fast forward to the last major that he won. You know, I was there on Sunday. I didn't go to the playoff. It was there on Sunday at Torrey Pines in 08. And then again, you talk about like pieces of like pieces of your golfing life that I, he just tracks. Like it just feels like he can. I connect with him so much, right? And again, it's I'm, crazy. I, I feel like everyone our age does, and this is what's so interesting about this whole thing, and why it's so important, and why it's so interesting to me is like. So again, I remember exactly when I read. I remember loading up Twitter. I had just landed in Phoenix over Thanksgiving weekend in 2009 to go play golf in Arizona and visit my grandma with my dad. And, you know, the first thing you do when you land on an airplane, everyone pulls their phone out, right? Twitter, 2009 is like right when Twitter really was starting to be a thing, at least in my life, right? So it's like I pull pull out my phone. One of the first things I check text messages the second thing i checked is twitter and i like refresh 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 and i remember seeing a bunch of tweets about tiger woods getting in a car accident oh my god and like his wife breaking out the back window to get him out and i was, I was like, sitting in the old winona country club bar 
Uh, really? Yeah, and I was at a, like the old Winona Country Club, just sitting there. And I remember it came on the screen. And at that at that age, I didn't even think anything of it. I didn't really even care. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even have. I didn't. Even, my life was as simple as wake up, go play golf. Like I didn't even think anything of it. Like it was going to affect his golf game or anything. I remember that because then it was just like, oh wow, like this is actually a really big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I remember just being like, no way. Because, again, and, and how I remember it kind of was, okay, so Tiger wins that U.S. Open on a broken leg, right, um, in, a, in the summer of 08. And then he essentially takes the rest of that year off, if I'm remembering this. I'm not looking at anything. I don't know if this is true, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he then, did. again, when we talk about 09, that's over a year later. Right, so this is the winter of 2009 that we're talking about now. Or, yeah, so November of 20, 2009. Like, I don't remember necessarily how he was playing in 2009. I just remember it kind of being like, boom, injury, boom, your life is destroyed. And then I remember him like being like, okay, I'm, I'm stepping away for the rest of yeah. well, that he, year. I'm going he, to rehab, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That week of the U.S. Open, he couldn't. He was trying to play with a brace and like all these things, and he went out to Stanford's course, I believe it was, and he like couldn't even keep a ball in play. He was shooting like upper forties and nine holes. Like Hank Haney and the and Steve Williams, like we have eight U.S. Open. Yes, yeah. yeah, and and they were like, he has no chance. Like we can't even do it. And the fact that he won, and then I remember. Um, he did. He hung it up after that because it was like he absolutely pushed it to a point that, oh, yeah. like, was borderline unhealthy. You know, <laughs> I mean, extremely. Yeah, it was but, reckless, right? But it was like Tory Pines, U.S. Open. Like, I'm gonna go win. He this was shit. so determined. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, kind of, you go through that, right? And again, it's just interesting. Like, I remember thinking at the time, like, man. I don't know if this guy can ever be the same because we, you know, everyone knows everyone the, the legend of that guy's mental game, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think kind of the common trope is, you know, oh, that the reason he's so much better than everyone else is he's just got a, a different mind than anyone else that's ever played the game, right? Correct. And Absolutely. Like, to have that mind, like it, it, it kind of is a snowball. Or I guess the way I looked at it at the time, and I, I kind of still look at it this way, it's like a snowball. Like you, you, you start. And you listen, if you're going to win three straight USAMs, like it can snowball fairly quickly that, you know, you are just something way different. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. and obviously it starts before that. But like when you think of like on a big scale, like, OK, you know, I can be a good golfer. But now I've literally taken I've gone to the USAM on different courses, waxed everyone three straight years. Right. Correct. And he had and like crazy you know, comebacks in him too. Like, right. Yeah. From, yeah. The, from the mental side, like to be able to dig deep and just like in the heat of the moment, take it to another level. And then, you know, you go into the Masters and obviously up until that point, like everyone knows this. Like, you know, we've, we've, we've gone over this before. Like, you know, everything that he had been doing just snowballs onto like actual total belief that you get yourself in, in that position and nobody's mm-hmm. going to beat you because. Right you are just that guy. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's almost this like God figure, you know, it's almost this like, for sure, this unreal thing that even again, that's part of the thing. Like guys would go up against him and under the major. And it wasn't that tiger would win, uh, you know, or tiger would come from behind and just destroy the field. It'd be more like, <laughs> there's no way I can beat this guy. Right. Like yeah, everyone. Like, knew it. From- so Again, like when this all happened, it was like, can this guy ever be that again? Because just this idea of like, oh, wait, this guy isn't a god. He's never had that's his first ever time where he's been like, he's just a guy differently. Like, looked at he's kind of a shitty guy. You know what I mean? Like, and there's Mm -hmm. always rumors, like, he was obviously very polished with the press, but you know, there, there had already been stuff that had come out at that point where he was like, listen, he's kind of a, kind of a dick you know what i mean but that was the first time where i think everyone just kind of looked and like the curtain was pulled back and everyone was like whoa uh hmm yeah i mean it's the first time you really thought about tiger outside of golf like now like 
like you said, now he's just like a person, you know. And, and, like, and are, again, like try, you know, thinking of him as like this person that's been this hero golf wise, right? And just kind of this like figure in your life. Well, having, he's always been so protected too. Like we never right. knew exactly what Tiger was ever actually thinking. Like he wasn't the athlete that was super open. For sure. Anyways, so like you had no signs of anything. You had no like. It was just like whoa. Like all of a sudden, this guy who's never made a mistake, you know, is just um, like you're talking about his mental game now. It's like, what damage does that do? Um, what damage does it do to know that everyone else knows that you aren't? Yeah. What they wanted you to be, you, <laughs> or thought? Yeah, you, you aren't. You aren't who you. You aren't who they thought you were. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like that's just so wide ranging. Like you're just you're naked in front of everyone you know what i mean it's just like yeah yeah, that's that i guess that's me you know because i think i think when it's happening in secret just to like kind of pathologize him a little bit like or psychoanalyze him but like when it's happening in secret you kind of can lie to yourself you know what i mean and be like all of this Mm -hmm. is it's not okay but it's like tiger woods like Tiger Woods, yeah. And then when everyone knows, and when everyone can see that, like what you were hiding is not how people perceived mm-hmm. you. It's just a very weird thing, like mentally, to even like accept yourself. You know what I mean? It's just like it, well, it, it's a you're a fraud. Like essentially, you're a, you you're coming out and you're coming forward as a fraud. And it's like I, I just I was I was very. I was very interested to see if, like, he could ever mm-hmm. be him again. You know what I mean? Because I even remember in, I think, what was it then, 2010, when he made his return at the Masters after all this, I remember him, or whatever the Masters was after, I remember him yep. it feeling so much different when he was on the putting green and the tee because yep. it wasn't about Tiger Woods' golf. It was like, he's got to feel so uncomfortable. Like he has got to feel. You could, so, you could almost see it. Like you could almost. That's see what I mean. That. It was di- he was different. He wasn't standing there like Correct. feeling like. I mean, he even does this past week, and it's like wow. he, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But but like he feels like the man. You 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 feel it just by looking at him. Where he seemed vulnerable that year. Vulnerable, for, absolutely. For and he has ever since. Like honestly, like you know, you go through and you look, and I think a lot of people. And maybe, you know, it's not a lot of people, but it, it just seems to me that I think a lot of people forget that period of time from, you know, 2010 up until really when he starts battling injury, significant injury. Like, he did, he wasn't winning majors, but the guy wasn't trash. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Right. But like, and that's the other hard thing after the whole uh, scandal um well, his expectations and everyone was to win majors. So it's like it was very easy for people to get on him about how he's different. He's not the same. Like that one year he had five wins, but no majors. And it was like a down year. It's like he was so good that it, like, how do you live up to your own expectations? You know what I mean? What you've done, like where else can you go? So even a five win season, people are like, oh, Tiger's not the same and all that. Um it's like he was number one in the world and had the most wins on two. He was the player of the year. <laughs> and I've heard but, a lot of people in the last two days coming forward with, uh, oh, I know, I've always been there. I've always been riding with Tiger, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Listen, there was nobody riding with Tiger in 2009. Like, quite honestly. Like, I'm right. sorry. Like, through that whole thing. And then once these injuries kind of popped up in the last few years, like, I'm sorry if you are honestly coming forward and saying I've always ridden with Tiger. One, you're just fucking lying. I I I, I agree with you. I agree. And so with it's you. kind of annoying. It's, I don't know, but like it, it, this is, and that's what makes this so cool. Is this is the this is a great like this is an American story, right? Like when you think like, of like it's a simple. It's not it's even not a golf, sports. It's, a story. it's an American story. It's the fact that he literally lost everything. And 
had to slowly rebuild everything emotionally, physically. Like it wasn't that he just got hurt. He went through the big life scandal. He, you know, lost his wife, had, you know, done his kids and, you know, not being super close with them early. And then they never got to see him golf. They only got to see him hurt. Like he had nothing at that point, you know, from a guy who had it all and was, it's, you can tell how disappointed he always was that he couldn't show his kids kind of what he did. You know, he always talks about that. He talks about how like, this is so amazing. They don't have to watch me on YouTube anymore. Like you can see that stuff matters to him and he had none of it. Like, like you said, American story, it's not a golf story. The fact that this guy had, he was at the low of lows. Like, I I don't know. I I guess I can't really even add anything onto it that would make it like harder. (laughs) <laughs> the other thing is, is like you think about that DWI, right? Where there's no al- like no alcohol yeah. in the system, right? Like he's literally just passed out on the side of the road from pills. Correct. Like, and you know, again, when we talk about the story where he crashes his car in 2009, and he's passed out, and right. kind of stories, you know, you always heard rumors and rumblings after that you know, the reason that he crashed the car was because he was driving on pills. You're right. And it's kind of like, not only, you know, the pain, not only injuries, not only just like, you know, you can't, I know he said in his interview, I think the first driver swing that he took, maybe he didn't say this interview, I think I read this on Sunday, but the first driver swing that he took after coming back this last time went 90 yards because he was just like terrified of, actually committing to a swing you know what i mean that's insane can you and think about that mental hurdle of like oh my god a driver over 90 yards like now it's mental now you're in an absolute battle with fear (laughs) that any moment you hit a shot it's it really is over like that's the thing this is his last this was his last hope the fusing of the back, you know, like if he kept, going, yeah, we, but I, we I want to go back to the, I want, you know, we talk about this opioid crisis in America. Yeah. And, you know, he's living in Florida. Uh, who knows what his, and I'm sure he's got, well, I know he's got some excellent, excellent medical staff and <laughs> care that he's being given. Right. right. Quite obviously. But like, again, you talk about rumors of pills back in 09. Right. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a DW, DWI arrest two years ago. No alcohol mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Talking about well, that was in 2017. I believe so. We're talking about even if it was 2016, 2016 or 2017, we're talking about eight years. Right. Of. Mm-hmm. Sleeping injury, pills at minimum. Pills. Right. I mean, these last ones is a mixture of sleeping pills, painkillers. Pain like, one, he's lucky he's not dead. Like, you talk about, like, all of the, you know, you, you hear about all these people overdosing and stuff like that. Like, the fact is, I, I, I think that there's probably more of a story that, you know, who knows if it ever comes out. But, like, I just, I have a hard time believing that through all of the surgeries, all of the things that that guy went through, that there wasn't some sort of... Addiction? Pill addiction of some sort, right? I mean, I know I'm speculating, but, like, it just it, it follows that not only is he battling this pain, but in the incidents that we've seen where he's had issues with painkillers and prescription, prescription medication, like, this is just, it, it adds another ridiculous hurdle to overcome. Right, right. I don't know, man. Like, this is, it, I, it's unbelievable. I, 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 it's it I don't think it's wrong for speculating that. Like I think I mean a lot of people probably that go through that type of physical pain and uh, it's gotta get to a point where it's just like I can't take this anymore. You know what I mean? I like just can't live like this and, and for a guy of his nature, he's so like he's always talked about it. he's so quick to recover. Like he just wants to feel better, like he wants to push everything, you know, and yeah, I'm sure that at some point there, he probably, well, he did obviously take it too far, but that could have been a really dangerous time. Like you said, like 
that's that's no joke messing around with that stuff and i'm just really happy you know obviously he's he's doing better and healthy and he doesn't have to be dealing with that stuff anymore because i can't imagine how many rounds he played on that stuff just trying to get through like painkillers you know and who knows right the guy's still one of the most private guys in the world correct you can definitely tell that his demeanor has changed and he's been a softer guy you know the last couple years but like you never know what 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 people are dealing with and obviously a guy that that's that keeps his cards uh that close to the vest you know i have to say though i have to say it's pretty awesome to see kind of his new and improved attitude i like it like i think for a guy that's gone through so much and he's kind of just seems like he's i don't know seeing him with his kids and stuff we'll obviously talk more about it but just kind of an improved attitude I think I, I like seeing him laugh out on the course sometimes, talking with people. Like, I don't know. We can all be picky, and we like the super intense Tiger Woods where he obviously is when it matters, but it's cool to see him kind of enjoying himself out there. <laughs> Versus, yeah, like, for so sure. much of his life, he I don't know, like, he only enjoyed winning. Like, that's the thing. Like, he didn't enjoy hanging out with the guys, talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely seems a little bit more like he's enjoying – I mean, I think he's taking it less for granted, quite obviously, right? You can go what through for that sure. through what that guy did, and not go out there every single time just thankful that exactly. you're even here, pain free. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, I, again, that's that's all a long winded. It's it's monologue yeah, to, get to where we are now. How much that guy specifically has played a role in my life your life anyone that's listening to this podcast has similar stories you know what i mean anyone anyone can relate to it just like the guy was struggling you know and he absolutely like they asked him in an interview something about it like someone asked him um like just people not even golf like what advice do you give them when they're going through a really hard time, you know, he said, get up and work. Like, you know, he never, there's no give up and the give up's not an option. And like to see him do this is so cool. And probably proves actually, I know it does prove so many people wrong that he's got to feel so good about all that work. Like there, there was, I thought it was a good answer because it wasn't some big story. He's just like, you just don't give up and you work <laughs> and it's absolute perfect advice you know what i mean yeah man i mean it was a he pretty special weekend answer he could have blown that answer up but you know he was just honest it's like gotta work it was a special pretty weekend. It was special weekend for a guy that i you know it means a lot to it's weird weird to say it means a lot to me, I know he means a lot to you for a guy that neither of us have ever really met. Like, it's pretty cool. So let's, Absolutely. you know, let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about the Masters. Yeah, I mean, I got to say one thing about, you know, when I watch Tiger and something that's different is just the driving of the golf ball. And not even just his ability to do so, but his technique with it. Um, you know, I made comments on the podcast that I've, I thought his technique was getting better and better with the driver, but I don't know if he's working by himself. We can't prove that or not, but if he is, he has learned something about his driver swing because even when he hits a couple of bad ones, he gets out of it. He's able to bounce back and hit a really great one where in the past, you know how he'd have that one. And then it was like, Ooh, like get to the clubhouse. Yeah. The, the wheels are yeah. falling off. So, like, from a technique standpoint, I feel like he's really got some sort of solid structure or focus point that he's doing, which is able to really bring his attention back if it feels like it's getting off and get on track. And that's what I know. Because what was it? It was 10, he hit one right with a three. With 11, he hit one right. Um, I think 9, he hit one right as well, actually. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes down the stretch and it just clicks right? Like you didn't have to go wipe them around into the clubhouse. So I, I just thought that was really cool, really impressive to see and also promising for like Tiger fans out there, uh, especially with the courses coming up in the uh, future majors. 
Yeah, so it's just interesting, right? I mean, like, and I'm not even really technically in the swing. You had mentioned before when we had been talking about kind of the whole infidelity scandal in 2009, how it just seemed like that next Masters that he went to, he was just, he didn't have the same presence. He didn't look the same. Like, it wasn't even the game-wise, right? I mean, because I think he took, like, fourth in that tournament, right? It wasn't even the mm-hmm. game. It he, was... he was more external mentally. He wasn't just all yeah. internal. He was, you could tell he was look kind of trying to feel what it was like out there <laughs> from the and... crowd. Like, quite honestly, from shot one of round one through the final hole this weekend, right? And it's it's hard, right? Because it's like, I can't, I can't honestly say I've watched every single shot of Tiger Woods in the past 15 years. But, like, how he looked this whole week, I didn't, I have not felt like I've seen a guy that calm... Again, it's hard to read into people's emotions when you're just looking mm-hmm. at their face, but the man just exuded such quiet confidence. Like he knew mm-hmm. exactly what was about to go down. And you know what? Like, if that guy's back, mm-hmm. you talk about the driver. He mentioned it afterwards. He's, you know, he's never, he doesn't remember the last time he said, I, the, the, I feel as good with the driver right now as I ever have. Right. And, like, again, you go into the stats, and I think he wasn't even in the top 40 of a pretty small field in driving distance. But it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter when Correct. your iron game isn't that good. Because that that's the thing. Like, you talk about what can he do the rest of the year. We'll get into it later. But, like, when I look at that tournament, he... The iron play is just as good as it's ever been, right? I and mean, the, the, driver, real question is, the real question is the putter. Because if he, if, the real question to me is, is the putter going to continue to go on and off and generally be less than what he would expect from himself? He said it felt good, and he said he was hitting his lines. He just, his speed was off. So it's like, with the greens being a little slower this year, um, Obviously, now you don't know what he's saying to protect his ego and, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a part of golf and a strategy. But, um, we, you know, we can just sit here and hope that that's the truth and that's how he's feeling. Because if that is true, um, we could be in for a really special year. And, and you also don't know. Maybe his putting was struggling because he was wanted to win so bad. Like, I don't know. We can't sit here and, like, I can't really give you a technical diagnosis. Right. Um, I can only speculate from maybe, you know, wanting to win so bad, forcing putts. Maybe and now he frees it up. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, hopefully that's the case because if if he starts putting it, even 75% of what he used to, it's going to be pretty scary. Like that back nine, just watching him. You know, you even talk, you talk about 11. He goes way right on. T- when he went way right on 10 and had to chip out, it was kind of to me like, well, this was fun. Right. And if, you know, because I, because again, he was so locked in on the front, right? Where it was like striping tee balls, hitting his irons pretty well. I mean, there was a couple of shots that he missed and he missed a couple of putts, right? And so it was just like, I mean, he's going to hit it well enough all day, right? And then I think, he, like you said, he went right on nine, went right on 10. And when he went right again on 10, it was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, hmm, this might, you know, this might, again, because you hearken back to, like, how many times over the past 10 years when he's actually played in the tournament, right, have you been, like, Oh man, like it just feels like it's his day today, you know. And then he loses the he loses it off the tee a little bit on the back nine, and it just doesn't come together. It just doesn't happen, you know. Right. And like right. I was starting to get that feeling on nine, ten. He hits it out, has to chip out, and Molinari's right down the middle, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe, maybe it's not gonna happen. 
Yeah, maybe we gotta keep waiting. <laughs> and then same thing when he goes right on eleven, it's just like, hmm. Well. And that's my point. The fact that he was able to really switch that around <laughs> with the drivers, like that he didn't used to really do that. He could for one swing, you know, like really mentally grind through one, but like he fell into a rhythm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, you wonder, like, like you, you wonder what that shot on 11 into that green. Again, you th- listen, anyone that's watched that tournament understands how hard that golf course is, but I don't feel like hole 11, even though, you know, they show the graphics and all those guys suck at it. Everyone's over par for their career, right? But, like, how hard that hole is. 505 oh, yeah. yards. Dog legs, everything breaks away into a pond down the hill. Right? <laughs> yes. Into that, like, into that, again, into Amen Corner where you're like, the wind's always swirling down there in that bowl. And it's like, to judge that shot into that green. On the back nine, Sunday, of the Masters, knowing what's up, knowing what's ahead, right? Because it's not like it gets easier on the next hole. Um, you know, it's not like the, the side is easy. <laughs> well, right, yeah. But like, so like again, I just go back to the t- the second shot the Tiger hit on eleven, where he's got a gap in that tree, and you're like, okay, he's just gonna like hit it down there towards the right side. Right. And yeah. All of a sudden he hits it and the tracer is just like, oh no, he's hitting a 20 yard draw at the flag. Well, and that's like the fact that you almost wonder good enough to take that on. So you almost wonder, I would love to, I would love to have him say honestly what he was trying to do there. Like, because, again, you look at the rest of his round. Like, how – I don't want to say conservative because he's conservatively aggressive with his lines, right? It kind of, you go back to the decade thing. You go back to Scott Boston. Like, yep. again, how Tiger Woods attacks greens. Like, that, you follow what, what he says, and I feel like that's what Tiger does. So I would be, I would be interested to see, like, if you had 100% tr- – Tiger had to tell you the 100% truth of what he was trying to do with that shot. Do you really think he was going flag hunting there? Mm, no, probably not. So he over he and that was kind of my thing. He, probably like, hit he had to overcook that a little bit. Yes, I would agree. With but but see, here's the thing though. Here's the problem. That's a great shot because he planned for that. Like he planned based on the strategy, like, okay. Absolutely. It, so it's a, it's more impressive that way than it is even pulling it off. Like, you know, like the fact that you can think so well and use that's such that's the decade thing right there is discipline to a spot, knowing something else can happen, but you're prepared for it. Yeah, because if he's aimed ten yards left of that, trying to take on that pin, actually, like that ball's bounding into the lake. Well, and then tournament over, you know. Right. Because again, like I, I just I have a hard time believing, and maybe you know maybe things change. It'd be, it just would be interesting to see. Okay, so it'd be interesting to see know exactly what he was trying to do there. He's obviously taking the the Nicholas move on twelve of aiming to the middle of the green, right? But I would be fascinated to see what would have happened if he was gonna if he hold that putt on eleven, right for birdie, and now he's first on the tee on twelve. True. What he does. My guess is that he True, still hits yeah. in the same spot, right? But like how much of how much strategy changed once he saw mm-hmm. the guy? I mean, because again, you're sitting there. He had to have seen Poulter at least go in the water. Right? Yeah. I don't know, because Kepka went in the he water. Saw Brooks. Too, I don't, he saw I don't Brooks that, go in the water. Did he see Brooks too, you think? He he judged his shot based off of Brooks. Is that what he said? The wind killed his a little bit, and um, Tiger said Brooks flights his irons better than Tiger does. 
okay. um, with a stronger flight. So he he really judged off of that one. Interesting. So okay, so he was probably pretty set on. There's no chance I'm taking that. He on. knew he couldn't go at the flight with the yardage and club with, he wanted to hit. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, it probably didn't matter what Molinari did. So he was going at the bunker anyway. Okay. But yeah, again, it's one of those things, right? Where it's just like. And again, you go back to Molinari, too. We're talking about the tournament as a whole. What are you doing? Why is he, he hitting said, that shot? He said that, yeah, he's like, he wiped it, kind of. Did he? And that's what he said, yeah. But wiped I, it as in he was aiming at the bunker and trying to hit a cut? I don't know. Or he just kind of, like, glanced, you know, that glancy strike. I don't know. Um, but I agree. Right, I mean, but the wipe, the type of day again, day, like, okay, you wiped it. That's why you aim at the bunker. Because if you yeah, wipe, you're in the and, bunker. Yeah, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. With the way that his round was even going, he didn't have a lot of momentum on his side. So you got to just keep this thing as simple as possible because, <laughs> you know, it's not like he was firing on all cylinders where he should chase that flag. No. It, that Again, that's just an interesting one, right, where it's just like, I mean. You just wish he could be there to understand what he was actually trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Either to say what he was set up for, what he was trying to do. Finau, it seemed like he was going after it. And again, like. I don't blame him. (laughs) He got in that position, right? Like, I think he was already down. Was he already losing to Tiger? So he's down at least three. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. something like that. Because he needed to make a move. He needed to make that eagle then on 15 and stuff. Yep. So, I mean, listen, there's not a ton to say. It's funny that both you and I were texting the night before, and it was like, both of us just like, I just have a feeling, man. It was. That was weird. I actually have never done that before. Like, where I was like, I don't know. I just got a good feeling about tomorrow. Like, <laughs> something's going to happen. And And it's funny that we said that because we both were kind of agreeing on the consensus of, well, Francesco is going to be really hard to beat. And he was proving yeah. that for a long time. Yeah. It's like, but for some reason, I like, we still kind of had that good feeling that, and, but that's what Tiger does. Like when he, fe- when he actually has the Tiger Woods presence, it's like predetermined. Like you just kind of know, like he doesn't just, let anything else happen. <laughs> it's just funny, man. Like you look at everyone that ended up top 10 in the tournament. The only two people even par worse on Sunday, Molinari and Fino. Like, yeah, who knows? You sitting, know, like sitting right next to him. <laughs> it's hard, right? Because Molinari also <laughs> stared him down at the British last year. So it's it, it, it's it's yeah, it's, Molinari. Molinari didn't really. I don't really look like he choked because he didn't really have much from the start. He actually right. hung in there pretty good, like. Better than a lot of people would have, but you know if 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 he would have had his B game, Francesco, I think we may be sitting here a little differently. Like if he would have had a front nine where he was really ball striking it well and stuff and had that momentum, but 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 also how much does that contribute to Tiger? Intimidation factor, the crowds, um, you just don't know. I mean, I've never been in that spot, obviously, so it's like. But that used to be the thing, you know, the intimidation factor, um, the tiger effect. But if if that's coming back, that's going to be really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, again, it's like we all want that. None of these guys aren't scared. Right. We all want that to be the narrative. But I would have to say that the mental game of golf has come a long way since 2007. I agree for sure. And these guys are all very good. <laughs> like well, the amount of information they have before they start a round is right, <clears throat> bar none. You know. So I mean, listen. Like at the end of the day, fuck man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tournament that nobody. It's, listen, nobody's gonna forget that. Listen, right now the Empire State Building in New York City. Like who? What connection does Tiger have to New York City? Really? You know what I mean? Like, listen, he's famous. Beth Page in a month. Sure, he spent <laughs> a lot of time there or has spent some time there, right? But, like, <laughs> the Empire State Building is lit up green right now with, t- like, little hints of red at the top. Is it really? 
Dude, Google the picture. It's sick. I'm going to. <laughs> like literally the upper, I don't know, fifth of the building is green with a tint of red at the top. A hint of red for Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Like this is a big deal. This is just this is a and big. That's when you know you're the goat. Right, this is a big deal. Obviously. Anyway, so I mean, we don't have, listen. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time. The world would have exploded if he would have a sixteen. Obviously, and I text. I think I texted you that. I'm like, you 14. did before, yeah. I was like, listen, if he aces sixteen, I don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves. And then he hits the shot, and you just see him take a little chew off that gum. Staring that thing down, be good, be right. Come on, yeah, <laughs> so cool. And you see it drop, and you're just like, Oh my god, that's going to be so good! <laughs> like, that isn't getting back. Oh my god, oh, that's it. Was great, it's like slow motion. And that's like, like, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed in 18, but it, it and it, but it would have been fun for him to have to make a par, right? But like, at the end of the day, the guy knew he had to make five really right i mean i think on the tee shot he for sure thought, i need to make four but after he got up to that ball he knew he needed to make five right so it's like he's not going to try to do anything ridiculous to get up there and put himself in trouble where he's going to make six but i look at that shot on 16 as you know he stepped up to that tee and essentially was like i can put this away right here and he goes and hits that shot. I mean, could you imagine if he made it? No. Like, could you imagine if he, that, oh my God. My mom and I were sitting there watching. It's like he was having a slow motion. We're like, no way. Like, this thing's going to break left late. If it's slow enough, it's going to take the break and it's actually going to go in. And like, that's the thing about it. You can actually have that conversation because it takes for fucking ever for the ball right. to get to the hole. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. So, what is it? You know, we kind of talked about this earlier. It's like this guy means, and I don't. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but like what this guy means as an athlete what his story means. I texted you and I was like the ESPN films or whoever puts together the, the same documentary that's supposedly being made about Michael Jordan, where it's going to be 14 hours. Like a mat, this documentary 20 years from now, whenever this comes out of Tiger Woods career, his life, like the one that is really all like when enough time has passed and when the dust is all settled and when the real stories really start to come out and obviously some of them have there's been books written in the last couple of years that but there's something more to it. this oh that yeah crazy like there's more to this and like that's why you know the argument of the best athlete ever is is really um i'm sure even more popular right now but it's like success is one thing he's had tons of success but like there's not many people who have come back from what he's done and have this type of success already tour championship the masters and you know dot 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 there's more to come i believe and i don't know man from an athletic like standpoint just a raw athlete is he executes better than anyone under pressure. I mean, can we both agree on that? Like, <laughs> he has overcome th- some of the most um, obstacles, and he's just flat out a genius at his sport. Like, a genius. He is a gen- golf genius. And I don't know, just a whole overall package. He's remarkable it's hard right because you talk about like michael jordan i guess the first guy that always is coming to mind when you start talking about that is jordan right but like at the end of the day that's a team sport i know right here's the thing jordan can have a really bad first half really bad game and he could have the last two minutes where he goes off and and it's like that's you can't take that much time off in a round of golf (laughs) when it comes to the playoffs he's got he gets seven games in every series 
Yeah, where every shot in golf is do or die. It's a hell of a lot easier to make an eight than it is an eagle. Like in like, golf, so you have to just like guard against the mistake at all times, really. You can go and lose by 40 in a playoff series and still win in five games. Exactly. You can't go shoot like, 87. If you go if you go shoot 86 at the Masters, <laughs> it's see you next year. Like Oh, really maybe. <laughs> we might not invite you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we so had that debate. Yeah, My mom yeah, they're different were sports. About, we were talking about that too. And it's just like golf is a different animal because you you really are always fighting against the negative, the bad. The bad's always lurking. Where in basketball, it's not that way. I mean, I've played basketball. Like if you go even play basketball for fun it's just different but when you you play for golf for fun it's like right like there's well it's a weird game like even think about other individual sports like tennis okay but you're always moving you're always playing you take time off you know you rest there's you know in between points right obviously you're not doing anything but golf is like you do something for a second and then you get to go think about it for 15 minutes as you walk to do it again and it's not only it's not like oh I hit the serve into the net I get to hit the exact same shot or I can just change it up a little bit it's like nope you get to you get one shot at it and then you yeah, gotta you go don't get fight to hit that it. shot again and yeah. then you have to go do something completely different you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. I hit it in the trees okay well now I have to hit a punch shot or I have to hit a draw on the eleventh hole of Augusta National twenty five yards right. around it and stuff it four feet from a like no feet but 15 feet from the pin you know what i mean it's like yeah the the game is just such a different beast there are no redo there are no mulligans unless you're mm-hmm. jake wanig or sean ryan like there are no <laughs> you don't get to redo it you know what i mean for sure and that's that's kind of the thing it's like i don't know there's just so it's just black and white, man. Like you either mess it up <laughs> or you don't. Like we're in basketball, it's like you can mess up, but you you still score. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah, you can make mistakes. And your teammates standing right there. I mean, it's exactly. somewhat similar, right? Like it's somewhat similar. Like sometimes, again, like I think I think Tiger Woods shot an eleven. Like he's trying to play aggressive to a safe spot. Knowing that if he overcooks it a little bit, it's actually going to be. Yeah, I've never shot a basketball saying if I airball it. (laughs) Yeah, it's different for sure. Yeah, it's a different. (laughs) But so, anyways, the point of that is what I'm saying is I believe he's the greatest athlete of all time, just from a holistic standpoint of just the ability to win, the holistic standpoint, not just the greatest record, just. Overall, I feel like he's shown us everything from an athlete athlete perspective. This is kind of his last thing. Can he get through this big downfall that injuries his life? And he did. And it's kind of like, what what else could we possibly ask from him? Like he's done everything, I feel like, other than Jack's record. But like successes aside, like I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he's done everything. <laughs> so Jack's record aside, let's get to that. What, so what, what does this mean? What What, what is he going to do going forward? What can he do going forward? We got two majors coming up. We got the PGA next month at uh, Bethpage Black, where he won the 2002, 2002 yes. U.S. Open. Correct. And then following the with the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, where I think we all know what happened at Pebble Beach. A massacre. In the early 2000s. Like... If I gave you an over-under of 0.5 majors, I'm even going to say for the next two years. Uh, let's say it's one and a half. One and a half majors over the next two years. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I'm taking over. So you think he's going to win two majors over the next two years in addition to the one that yeah. he just won? Yes, I do. I'm going to take the under. And we can kind of get into that in a little bit. But what, so my, okay, so you're saying that for sure he's winning one of the Beth Page or Pebble Beach 
PGA, PGA uh, Championship this year or the U.S. Open. You think he's going to win one of those for sure? Yes. And then, again, you talk about next year. So <laughs> this is kind of the thing, right, where, like, you look at the Masters results from the last five years. The winner has been in the field that week. First, it's first, first, second, third, first in strokes gained approach, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this earlier that he is obviously super confident with the with the big dog and go off the tee uh, right now, right? But you look at his iron play. I mean, the the T. I, th- I really do believe that the T ball is going to come and go, right? Like, if you if you really think that he's just going to transform into, okay, now I'm just one of the best drivers of the golf ball in the world going forward. I think that's probably a fantasy. Is my guess? I don't know. I'm, I'm right. just I'm just right. saying, past history, the fact that at the end of the day, he still was 40th in distance. Yeah, right. I have a theory on that though. So I'm going to that. He was his golf game was based on different shots, different trajectories this week. Um, what he did so well is when he needed to really send one out there. He had high towering draws, he bombed them. But then when he's playing holes like hole seven, um, he's hitting those squeeze cuts. You know, he's he's hitting sure. that shot. It's adding a lot of backspin. So like, I think the distance is a little bit. Mm, yeah, it fluctuated Again, if he's just out there due to if he's out there whomping driver on every single hole, like he's obviously not going for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. But the the fact that I still believe that over the next five years, his apex of his iron play is going to be better than everyone else's apex. Like I, I truly believe yeah. that he is at his best, still the best iron player in the world, and it's not that Even close. close. He hasn't even shown one day where I was like, ooh, like your irons are off. It's like he like doesn't take a day off with his irons, it seems like. Yeah. Well, again, like I just I remember watching was it the final round of the PGA championship last year where he just like it's like yeah, yeah. he started like birdie, birdie, birdie or something like that. And he was just tapping, tapping, six footer. Like I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like who needs a putter when you just go up there and kick it in with your foot? Literally every day. I mean, even this week, you had a couple of those where it's like, and they were at really important times. Like on yep. hole seven, I believe it was twice. He had it's like a foot. Yeah, it's interesting. Like people talk about, you know, course management and, you know, just picking up stress free pars, right? And again, you look at hole 15 this last weekend when he was standing up there. And I think we were talking about this earlier too, where you're like, it's hard to stand up there. And stay disciplined enough to hit the shot that he did. You know what I mean? And just be like, I'm going to play this hole. I'm in the fairway. I'm just going to take my comfortable four and move on. Right? Right. For sure. And it's like, it's just interesting how, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these players are, okay, I'm just going to get my comfortable par here. And he throws in, again, and, and it seems like every single time, right? He'll throw in two or three, like, okay, that's a comfortable birdie. Like, I didn't do, like, I just much, yeah. Going up there to tap it in. It's not like I'm stressing over eight to 15 footers for birdie all day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, like, and that was the thing this week. If you actually notice, he played the par fives pretty mediocre, but he played the par threes really well. And yeah. in history, you always have to play the par fives really well here. But um, he countered that. And what what I'm trying to say is it goes back to the iron play you're talking about. His ability right. to play hard par threes better than everyone else. Um, he gained so many strokes in those holes, especially throughout four days. It's just going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see. Because, again, that, that that is my assumption, is that for the next five years, he can stay there. Right? And so how long, yeah. again, that's just, that's just me some random guy that it's not like I'm hanging around tour, right? Like it's, it's me just saying that. And it'll be very interesting to see how that actually ends up playing out, whether that's true or not. And I could be very wrong. Like he could have figured right. something out with a driver where he's just, 
a savage for the next five years of his driveway. <laughs> God, that'd be like, so nobody fun. touches him. It'd be so fun, right? But like again, it's it'll just be interesting to see how it goes. And so I so I think the question on everyone's mind is he gonna catch Jack? Mm-hmm. What was that? Yes. I do think so. I think that I just I don't know how anyone could sit here and doubt him anymore. And you're probably going to. But like, no, I'm gonna doubt him. See, like I don't I just don't understand how we can even doubt him anymore. Like it didn't even take him that long to win a major championship after all he went through. Like that's the craziest thing to me. So the reason I'm gonna doubt him. How many majors had so so will he tie Jack or will he beat Jack? That's fair. I can only say tie. He's going to win three more. He's going to get to the number. Again, tough to doubt the guy. But, like, I look at, like, legitimately how hard it is to win. Rory McIlroy has won four majors. Like, I I was reading this the other day, too. I was like, is there anyone that's playing right now that's going to get to 10? And the answer is no. Like, probably not. You know what I mean? Like, Rory's got four. Phil's got four. Five. There's a couple of three, you know, like Jordan's got three, Brooks Kepka's got three. It's like these are, and you're like, oh, these guys are awesome. Like I know they're not Tiger, but these guys are awesome, right? And so, yeah. If Rory and he's, I mean, you just look at that guy. It's like that guy's unbelievable, and he's got four in his career, right? Yeah. And you're going to say Tiger Woods at 43 right now. Because it's, pr- it's probably got to happen over the next five years, right? Like, if Tiger wins wins a major at 50 years old, like, fuck me. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not putting <laughs> yeah. it past him, right? Like, but that will be wild. Yeah. But, like, Rory also struggles on Sundays. Tiger Woods lives for Sundays. Yeah, no, so same guy. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, like, I'm just there's saying. Guys out I know. There, I just, I also think it's much different than when he was out there blitzing the field in 2001. You know what I mean? Like the game is just different. His competition is different. You've got guys out there that can win that have won multiple majors, and you were talking about guys that aren't scared. Like I don't think Brooks Kepka is scared. Was, no, I don't think he is either. But he was surrounded by all of them on this back nine, every single one of them taking a punch. He beat all of them with putting mediocre. So, I, just, my, I, I think it's like I think the I think the popular answer is well, duh. And like, listen, I will be over the moon to be wrong about this, but like, winning majors is hard. He's is he the second oldest player other than Jack Nicklaus to ever win one? So he's already like in uncharted territory essentially yes i don't know i i can't wait to watch like one thing is for sure the game is in a better place than it was a month ago the game of golf like the pga tour the game of golf in general it's in a better place than it was three you know a month ago and i couldn't be happier about it and I like, the rest of the like, season is going to be one of my favorite PGA Tour seasons ever. Like, it's going to be awesome. This does. This, like, I'm so glad we started this podcast because I feel like this just opened up the floodgates for some really fun topics. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'll man. tell you. Let's see if we can get him on the cast. All right. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to call Tiger. Um, If we do end up getting through, we'll post a part two to this podcast. If there's no part two, spoiler alert, we didn't get a hold of him. (laughs) But there's always next week. We're going to come back (laughs) later this week with another podcast covering the RBC Heritage Open. Um, I think it's the Open Heritage Tournament, Heritage Open. Yeah, RBC Heritage Open. Okay, RBC Heritage Open. We're going to get back on 
the gambling side of things. Happy Monday, everyone. Everyone lives in a world where Tiger Woods is a five-time Masters champion. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Give yourselves a big hug today. (laughs) For sure. I'm already giving myself five. What a weekend. William, awesome talking to you again, bud. We will connect connect again here in the next couple days. Put up another podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Leave us a nice review. Or, like I think I've said before, if you got a bad one, text William. (laughs) Nonsense. And go Tiger. Let's do it. Let you know. Let's get another one this year. I'm excited. Beth Page, here we come. Beth Page, here we come. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See you guys.